In this space, I'm tracking business trends, self-development ideas, and sharing them as voice notes. If it resonates, think about it, give it a try, and if not, just leave it. I am a leadership coach and entrepreneur with roots in France and in South Africa. I wanted to share some, uh, some facts and some thoughts about um, uh, a study and some studies that, are, that have been done in a program uh, which is part of the London School of Economics. Uh, it's supposed to be quite serious people. It's a program called Mappiness, where they try to map uh, to map geographically, but also map in terms of uh, activities, what, what does make uh, people happy. And... There's, there's lots of interesting thoughts that came and I heard many people discussing it. It's actually a bit older. I think they, they stopped the program in 2017 and started in 2010. Um, the, the first thing I wanted to share is that in order to achieve the, the, the desired outcome, instead of asking people what are the activities that are making you happy, uh, which might be very biased um, because you might want to share with an interviewer things that are actually that you project of being of making you happy, but that are not really. Just like uh, I remember Netflix was saying that uh, in in what people want to, they're adding to their list lots of things that they want to see. But then usually they go back, they default back to stuff that are a bit less smart and clever uh, than, and, and among other things than, than what they were planning to watch. So it's the same with that happiness, projected happiness. So what the, the way they did it is people had an app on their phone and they were asking them, prompting them, are you happy now and what are you doing? So they were just like self-assessing, am I, am I happy and what came back um, uh, is, is a less biased feedback. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't take it too seriously, but uh, they did it in a, in a scientific manner. And effectively, the common trait was, uh, and, and some of the lessons uh, about what, how you could be happy based on, on, on how people are happy and are the happiest, is when they're connected and where they with their friends or family, like when there's connection with a human being, that's that's kind of a common trait. Then I'm going to tell you the top six activities that uh, that people do to feel happy or when they feel happy. Number one, intimacy and making love. Number two, sports, running, exercise. Number three, theater, dance, concert. Number four, singing, performing. Number five, exhibition, museum, library. That one, I'm, I'm a bit surprised. And number six, hobbies, arts, arts and crafts. And effectively, one of the lessons listening to analysts talking about it is, is that despite what we, we could have thought or what culture has told us uh, since we were a child, uh, people don't seem to be the happiest when they work. They don't seem to... Uh, when they're in high achievement zone at work and performing stuff they, they do in, in complex things and achieving projects. It's mostly free activities that they do in their free time that seem to make them happy. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, that's something to consider. And, and the, the, the least happy state is actually when people are, are sick in bed. 
which is also something that I hate, so I can understand that, and I think we all hate it. Um, what's interesting is they realized that the data was quite solid, and 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 there were there were not many differences between people and groups of people, uh, but then they realized that it's very hard to derive some knowledge, some predictive knowledge about what's going to happen. They use the analogy with uh, with data. So data doesn't lie, but is, is very bad at, at predicting, almost like the weather report, or if you analyze data about the weather in the past, it will be very good. In the next three days, it might be okay. But if you try and analyze the weather for the next 10 years, that's actually very difficult. So they were saying that there's so many biases that it's very hard to analyze, even if you have big AI helping you crunch the data. And they were taking the, the example of relationship. If you try to tick theoretical boxes of um, how you could be happy with, uh, with, with the right characteristics and, and finding your romantic partner with, uh, with, with the right characteristic, the problem is that it will work at, 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 the, present, at the present moment. But then th lots of facts and things and traits are going to evolve. So it's going to be a bit tricky to predict that. So listen to the data, but don't trust it too much.